0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me are my two nerds for the day. Yeah, I called y'all nerds. Court it I'm Court. And Cameron Span.
1: Hello. Does <laughs> that help nerds talk? That was my best impression.
0: Let me warn you, this might not be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, we're kind of having fun with this episode. This is our episode number 99. So this will be launching the Thursday before Star Wars Day. <laughs>
2: Yep. Otherwise known as May the Fourth. May the fourth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm telling you on the front end. This episode may not be everybody's cup of tea because we are gonna talk about all things Star Wars. Go ahead and roll your eyes. Go ahead and turn us off. It's okay. You can listen to us next week. We'll be back.
1: To kick things off. What
2: was your first memory with the Star Wars franchise? Court? Or I went to Star Wars, or as it's called now, Star Wars: A New Hope, when it was in theaters. So I thought he
0: was about uh, to say he went to the Star Wars, like he went in space. No, know.
2: the battle in the Star Wars. I, I went to I went to Star Wars when it was when it was originally re- released in theaters. I was only f- like four years old, so I I remember seeing Star Wars in the theaters. Uh, you know, I don't remember long lines or really anything about it other than just I remember seeing Star Wars and absolutely loving
1: it. I was about to ask, do you remember it being a spectacle like Avengers movies are
2: now? No, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was. It, it was it was a huge, huge deal. But I just remember seeing the movie and and I was absolutely hooked just from seeing the movie the first very first time I saw it. Katie?
0: I think probably my stuffed animal Ewok was like something really that's ingrained in my head as a kid was my little stuffed animal Ewok. And I don't think I really understood what the Ewoks were, but they were cute.
1: (laughs) I remember seeing the originals on VHS. I wasn't a huge fan, but I did see them each once a piece, And I remember being spooked by Darth Vader without the mask on. That left an impression. Mm -hmm. But the first big experience I had with Star Wars was episode one in theaters. Mm. I was probably 10. And I saw it three times in theaters, and I thought pod racing was the coolest thing ever. yeah.
0: Well, and so I do want to go ahead and put this out there for any true Star Wars fans listening. Cam and I will admit that we, we like Star Wars, we're fans of it, but we know that we are... On one certain level, and that there are many different levels, much much deeper than us. I think Quartz may be a level further than us oh, in yeah. the fandom.
1: I would think so. I'm on like the appreciation level. Like I'm not yeah. obsessed with it, but
2: I, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I have seen all of the movies multiple times. I have seen most of the animated series, uh, all of the live action series. Um, I have read all of the books. Uh, that I referred to as expanded universe or EU books, but they now refer to as legacy star Wars books or legacy series or something like that. Basically they built this huge, huge for, for years and years and years, they built a huge catalog of books that was just expanding the universe and the stories of all of your favorite characters for, for a long, long time. And, um, when they came out with the most recent trilogy, they trashed all of that and said, "Like, nah, we're not going to do that." <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to ask: Are the all of the books? I know there are hundreds, yeah. hundreds. Are those considered Star
2: Wars canon, or have some been banished? No, that's that's what I mean. They have most of the books that I read from say eighteen to say forty, or whenever I can't remember when. Uh, force awakens came out but whenever basically whenever force awakens came out that was when force awakens came out that was the reset for the universe and basically at that point they said nothing that wasn't on film or on tv is considered canon anymore which means that they kept everything that was in all the cartoons that had come out and kept everything that was uh that was out in theaters but they completely trashed everything that had been in the books up to that point and started over basically.
0: Can I just throw a little note out there because you said something that really triggered it with when you said universe? Think about it now with Star Wars. I mean, obviously, there's all these spinoff shows on Disney Plus coming out and you know, new products being or new material being made. But you've got Star Wars and then you've got all the Marvel and um, DC. That The top things that people are watching, no longer can you just go and watch that to really truly engage and understand every bit of a movie or TV show. You've had to do your homework and have had to watch like tons of different movies or series or read books to really understand and fully appreciate everything that is going into this product being produced nowadays. That's just, that's kind of wild to think about it. You really are having to invest time into really fully getting everything out of it
1: yeah speaking of the disney plus shows i saw the mandalorian i thought that was really cool it yeah. had the western vibe i had a friend that worked on it i did not see book of boba fett mm-hmm. i have not seen that
0: i've watched the first couple of episodes i haven't finished it yet
2: okay i've but... watched it all was it better than mandalorian no, no no certainly not better than mandalorian but it was i mean there are a lot of people out there that did not like book of boba, book of boba fett um I was not in the camp of of haters, for one of a better way to put it, but it wasn't, it, I, you know, it didn't blow my mind. Yeah, I am
1: looking forward to the Obi Wan spinoff because I'm a huge Ewan yeah. McGregor fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll be no good. question about that.
0: Well, I think that's what's cool about Star Wars. Kind of going back to it, the reason why there's an entire day dedicated is because Star Wars has been around for so long, and it does have such a variety of fandom. Whether you are just You remember it as a child watching the original movies or now you're introducing your kids to it. Maybe Baby Yoda is what ended up getting your attraction to this or the child. That's, you know, what drove you to this. Or maybe you liked an actor who ended up getting into the series. But there is an official day, you know, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, and fans would wish each other by saying, may the 4th be with you instead of may the force be with you. Although... My Catholic people, I hear that when people say, may the fourth be with you, court.
2: And also with you. Yes. <laughs> that,
0: that is typically the response that all Catholics are ingrained in their brain to say back.
1: <laughs> a little religious nugget for the day. A little religious day.
0: nugget. Um, so, a fun little fact. And this episode is just going to kind of be filled with some fun stuff. And then, of course, our random opinions about Star Wars. But May 4th, 1979, Margaret Thatcher, the first first took office as prime minister in the UK. To celebrate her appointment, her political party released an ad that read, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congrats.
1: So that was the first mention of May the 4th be with you, right?
0: I I believe so. its I mean, it's it's at least a a huge, impactful one. Makes me
1: angry the Brits came up with that and not (laughs) the Americans.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to note that you may not be a Star Wars fan, but you at least have to acknowledge you know what Star Wars is, that you... You know, my sister in law is not at all a big fan, but we were in New Orleans and there happened to be a character running around and she goes, Hey, hey, that's that guy that was on the mask that you wore at your wedding. And I'm like, what? Oh, Chewbacca. Okay.
1: Mm. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm not saying this just because this is a Star Wars episode, but I cannot think of a single series that has had a bigger impact on pop culture. Mm-mm. Everyone has heard of Star Wars. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Actually, in this episode, there is a list we're going to go through, and it's 40 things that happened because of Star Wars. And they're not your typical of like, oh, yeah, you know, like specific Star Wars things. It's huge, impactful cultural things that all happened because of George Lucas coming together and trying to put this movie that was destined to fail. I mean, they were plagued with so many different production difficulties. However, it had an earth-shattering, record-breaking $775.8 million in the box office for revenue with a modest budget of $11 million, which, I mean, for that time, that's incredible. Yeah.
1: I'd always heard Jaws was the first blockbuster Summer that's blockbuster, where, where yeah. the title came from mm-hmm. and Star Wars probably wasn't far behind right
2: cuz jaws was late 70s i don't know exact the exact date of jaws but star wars was definitely some sometime after that and of course Yeah, there are so many things that we could get into, and I'm—I have to try not to—to be a complete nerd on this episode. Um, But you know, May the Fourth—the only reason that it is Star Wars Day—is because it fourth rhymes with Force. Star Wars—the original movie was not released on May the Mm Fourth; it was released on a different day in May. But it was definitely a summer blockbuster. But it was not the, the first summer blockbuster that was, of course, directed and produced by George Lucas's friend, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they've always been tight.
0: I mean, George Lucas knew what he was doing because obviously not only did he produce great movies and have great products that is continuing to this day, but the merchandise...
1: The toys, that's where he gets a lot of money, right?
0: Toys and now costume. And you think about it, you know, of course, we can't mention, uh, can't do this episode without mentioning Disney World and Disneyland and how they created an entire land for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And now a hotel in Florida that is all where you check in or immersed into the whole thing. Like you're picking, are you on the light or the dark side? Are you, you know, which path are you going? And you are fully... There with the stormtroopers and everything.
1: Yeah, the hotel at Galaxy's Edge, I hear, is expensive but really cool. That y- sounds like
2: it would be fun to it's go. It's on to.
0: a list. I would love to try it, but I think it's also one of those that I don't know that I want to spend that money because I feel like it might be wasted on me. I can appreciate <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is so cool, and I've been down there and witnessed people making their own lightsabers, and been to um, Ogus Cantina, which just feels like you know you're in the movie and these great you know fun little adult beverages and all of that but um a pet peeve of mine is i hate everything that you go for <laughs> Star Wars-wise, they make you decide, are you lighter or dark side?
2: I thought you were just going to say, I, I hate, hate everything. everything. I
0: mean, yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's what I'm going with today. I hate everything. No, I don't like having to pick light or dark because I'm like a hybrid. Because Chewbacca and I have like a special like relationship. I love Chewbacca.
1: You're on the neutral side. But
0: I also am like, I'm. if you've ever listened to any of these episodes, I'm always the bad guy side. I always am going for the dark side. So it's like dark side... Plus Chewbacca, but I also like Princess Amidala. So, but then she also loved Anakin, which he was dark and, you know. So,
1: you don't really want a lightsaber. A blaster would suffice, right? Kind of the neutral no, side I of No, I want like a double lightsaber. Like Darth Maul? <laughs> yeah. But kind of good too? <laughs> one side is green, one side is red.
0: Like, I want a mashup.
1: Mm.
0: Chewbacca, Darth Maul, Princess Amidala. Done. <laughs>
1: I'd like to see you with one of Amadala's headpieces.
0: That'd be that'd be awesome. Maybe this Halloween. Maybe that's been determined. That is my costume this year. So I started to pull this list together and I just got angry.
1: <laughs> Katie. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs>
0: so yeah. 20 worst Star Wars characters, according to these people, which is fix, fictionhorizon.com. So I'm like, okay, let's let's do something different. Let's talk about the worst characters and I start writing this list out and I didn't even finish writing the list out for the guys to look at because I just got so mad because this person who wrote this list, yes, some are the expected, but others, I feel like there are such strong opinions one way or the other with people and like, I think that we talked about Thanksgiving conversations not to talk about. I would think this may be a hot topic. Do not talk about Star Wars stuff because it could get heated. So we'll kind of go through some of these, and you know, I'll start with the first one. And I apologize again to my Star Wars lovers out there if I butcher these names. <laughs> if you've listened to these episodes, you know I'm terrible at pronouncing names. So, I'm sorry. Watto?
1: You got it. Yeah. Episode one.
0: Yeah. Machine shop owner. And this is the one who owns Anakin and his mom and Phantom Menace. I really do remember this guy. And he was kind of a turd. So, I'll agree with that one.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that falls to me I actually can't pronounce this or at least I don't know if I can it's Cashin Andor from Rogue One and it says it's a very forgettable character and I'm like well yeah because I have seen Rogue one a few times and I don't remember him but why does that mean he's one of the worst characters? like
0: I said, I don't like this list you know
2: I, I okay so he was forgettable that doesn't make him bad that just makes him forgettable that's I don't know. Yeah. Like, I get the easy one. Jar
1: Jar Binks from yeah. Phantom Menace. Me Binks? Yes, so 10 year old Cam loved Jar Jar Binks. I'm, yeah,
0: I did too, I loved Jar Jar Binks. Now I'm finding out like everybody hates him,
1: and I feel bad. The actor it was an African American actor, and apparently he received death threats. His, his whole career was canceled after this. But yeah. the poor guy gave it his all. I think he did well. It's just
0: and it wasn't Jar Jar him, didn't belong. in It wasn't the him script. physically being in the movie. Like he does. I'm I'm sure this man does not look like Jar Jar Binks.
1: No, he wore a Jar Jar headpiece on top of him. He was filming, but then he was edited out with groundbreaking CGI. But. Yeah. The poor
2: guy got canceled to the max, which really he didn't deserve. That I mean, yeah. y- you, I was an adult when *Phantom Menace* came out, and I didn't have a problem with with Jar Jar. There were a lot of other adult fans who had grown up with Star Wars like me who just felt like it wasn't in the spirit. Or you know, they forget that the original Star Wars movie or Star Wars. Uh, was was a kid's movie. I mean, it was, it was you know, yes, adults responded to it. Everybody responded to it. It was great. It was fantastic. But George Lucas always said, I'm trying to make people happy with these. I'm trying to make kids happy with these.
0: He wanted to add some comic relief. And, and okay, follow me on this weird rabbit train. I'm and, ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> so I, I love the show True Blood. And I remember, like, I was a dedicated fan. Like, I would sit there and watch, and nobody could talk around me. And I just was like sucked in. And when I'm sucked into a show, a lot of times I won't laugh when there's a moment you're supposed to laugh because I'm like, no, we've, we've got to be serious. My mom would sit there and watch it with me sometimes. And she would just bust out laughing at a scene that was supposedly funny and it was supposed to be, but it was more of just like comic relief. But so I, I think about it that way of like, if you were a true dedicated fan, you were just like focused on like, what is happening where are we going what is what is the next steps here and that comic is almost a distraction to you because you're like no we're not laughing at this moment we need to find where where's leia going what is luke doing what's happening here
1: yeah i think star wars fans were offended by it to go from yeah. luke i am your father or whatever the line is i think i butchered it to this gungan this lanky gungan who was comedic relief they were like
2: how dare you i mean let's let's be fair luke i am your father Or whatever the line actually was happened in episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. In episode 6, long before we ever had Jar Jar, we had the Ewoks. I mean, That's we had true. a bunch of cute little forest creatures running around beating up stormtroopers and people were fine with that, but they had got bent out of shape over Jar Jar. I don't know. I, it's not like I'm a Jar Jar lover, but I, I, I'm definitely a Jar Jar apologist. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Jar Jar's,
0: <laughs> Jar Jar's kind of like the donkey to Shrek, you know? Totally, like, yeah. Just hanging around, kind of causing chaos. Like I told you, this list, I mean, we can all agree it's with Jar Jar, but it's garbage.
2: Um, well, I mean, the, this list and, and it makes me... okay hate is not a, a appropriate word to use in this context it is after all just a fictional universe and what but i get so tired of people dumping on ray i mean and I mean, ray made Ray's on this list. list yeah it just you know what 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 is your problem with ray really their, their reason
0: was it's because she got all her powers immediately without enduring hardships and her overtaking the skywalker name easily why and that's what they also have anakin skywalker on here not the young one, but Hayden Christensen, because he, they said he was boring.
2: And see, again, okay, here's here's something that I really actually can get, get, get behind. Um, Hayden Christensen was not that bad. There was some really, really horrid dialogue that he had to deliver, and he struggled with that, but any actor would have struggled with that. Objectively, Jake Lloyd was a bad actor. Young Anakin, bad actor. I will save my thoughts for a little bit later on old Jake
1: Lloyd.
0: Oh, Lord. I mean, and it's, this list even continues, um, like Samuel L. Jackson characters was on here, which is like...
1: Mace Windu was awesome. Yeah. And he
2: requested a purple lightsaber. Oh yeah. From George Lucas and George was like, sure. Again, this list is basically like, oh, they didn't do with this character what I wanted them to do. So I don't like them. So they're going on my 20 top, my top 20 worst list. It's a bad list. And they even had Kylo
0: Ren on here too. So it's like, they don't like anybody.
2: Yeah. Well, obviously they don't like anybody from the new trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> These people are probably, you know, original trilogyists.
0: That's what I feel
1: like. Yeah, let's uh, let's put our personal opinion in because this list is trash. What is your
2: least favorite character from the franchise, Court? Well, are we talking like who is the baddest of the bad, like in terms of bad guys? No, or not antagonists. Just, just like just it rubs you the wrong way. It's like
1: in. a mixture of maybe acting and their their story
2: arc and whatever. Yeah. I actually am gonna say I'm gonna give a, a an unpopular opinion and say that uh, throughout all the movies, the 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 one that I really didn't like the most was probably Poe, and the main reason was I'd read a lot of hype going up into the the, the final trilogy, and all of these people were talking about this character Poe and how he was amazing, and that the actor that played him was amazing, and he was just great, and he was the next Han Solo-esque character, blah, 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 and and I don't know if it was just all the build-up or whatever, but I... You know, I just felt like he was a Han Solo ripoff, you know? yeah. And,
1: and Oscar and, Isaac, who played Poe, is a great actor. Oh, yeah. He's no, awesome in The Moon Knight,
2: right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I love him in The Moon Knight. I, I think he's a great actor, great guy, I'm sure. I just didn't like his character. And like I said, I felt like it was kind of a kind of a Han Solo ripoff kind of character. So, yeah, just sort of bugged me. I agree with you. Katie?
0: The Emperor freaks me out. He's, he's weird.
2: I dislike him because he's weird.
1: Yeah. Shoots lightning bolts from his fingers.
0: Like, he just needs to die. Yeah. <laughs> Like just every time he shows, it's like you're you're still alive, really? Go away. <laughs> so I'll go with that.
1: And mine is Young Anakin from Phantom Menace. <laughs> Awkward bowl cut, bad actor Jake Lloyd. I mean, he's probably a good actor now. I don't even know if he acts anymore. Oh, no, he but doesn't. Then, I don't man, mean. I feel like George Lucas
2: just picked him off of. Little- it was weird. Did you ever watch any of the extras on the the Phantom Menace DVD? I think so. Uh, they, uh, in the extras of, for that movie, they showed some of the kids that they read for the part of Anakin. And some of the other kids that read for it, I thought did a great job just in their reading. They did a better job than Jake Lloyd ended up doing.
1: Yes. I mean, it's just... working. It's working. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate Hayden Christensen. He didn't bother me. I thought he brought yeah. the angst that
2: young Darth Vader needed. Yeah. I don't again, it's, it's a lot of times I don't understand the hate the characters get, but I also don't understand the love that some other characters get, obviously. So yeah. I, mean, I don't
0: really like Kyler Wren either though. I feel like he's a poser. <laughs> like he's <not laughs> as, emo boy. He's not as cool as like the other bad guys. Yeah,
1: and that's the list.
0: Yeah. So we do have a fun list here. It is forty things that happened because of Star Wars by Vanity Fair we're going to kind of round-robin this and go through this because there's some very interesting things. So I'll start 1978, Space Invaders Arcade Game.
2: That's a cool game. Yep. I loved it. Played it a lot in arcades. Yep. Um, okay, 1979, Star Trek movie revives the short-lived TV series. Now this is... Okay, <laughs> I don't want to get off on a rant here, but this was actually... Not a great, uh, not a, a well received movie. It was not very popular uh, when it was released, but its release did come about specifically because of Star Wars success. And the thing is, um, it did revive uh, the 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 original series, uh, Star Trek, the original series, it, by it, it, in movie form, and then went on to spawn Star Trek: Wrath of Khan, which of course is is is. is by many considered a a great great movie so and then of course they went they went through the whole genesis trilogy so i mean it 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 definitely kicked off a huge movie universe which then spun into star trek the next generation star trek deep space nine star trek voyager i mean star trek is just
0: star wars yeah so cool
2: what an impact
1: I love this next one. So in 1980, filming commenced on Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Indiana Jones, which was a collaboration between George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Um, This this idea was hatched in 1977 when George Lucas, seeking an escape from Star Wars opening weekend publicity, invited his friend to join him on vacation in Hawaii. Lucas pitched the Indiana Jones story to Spielberg, while the two made (laughs) sandcastles. I love that so much.
0: That is awesome. So Indiana Jones franchise, all because of Star Wars. Okay, uh, 1981, inspired by The Empire Strikes Back, 21-year-old Weird Al Al Yankovic just started his career as a comedian, and he writes and records Yoda, a parody of the Kinks' Lola, accompanying himself on an accordion, and this hit ended up Coming out and there was a lot of issues with securing permission from Lucas and Lola songwriter Ray Davis. So it did not actually come out publicly until it was re-recorded on his third album in nineteen eighty-five. Pretty cool.
2: So basically You uh, know
0: you make it when Weird Al makes Weird fun Al
2: Yankovic's you. career was was kickstarted by Star Wars. Yeah. By Star
1: Wars. And I don't know if it's later on the list, but he had one for the Phantom Menace. Bye-bye, oh. this here
2: Anakin guy.
0: I remember Maybe that. Vader
2: someday later. Yeah, it was a yeah. good one.
0: Court? Oh, yeah. 1982...
2: The 14-screen cineplex opens in the Beverly Center Mall in West Hollywood, California, instantly becoming the largest theater in America. This is the beginning of a boom in theater construction, and particularly in multi-screen megaplexes. Lucas would later say it was the money from Star Wars and Jaws that allowed the theaters to build their multiplexes. Because Ah. I I don't know if you all remember, I, I remember growing up, the, the biggest theater in in Memphis for my entire childhood had four screens and that was that was big and a lot of the theaters that i went to had only one screen or two so you know this next one's a little harsh 1983 president ronald reagan proposes his
1: strategic defense initiative which critics mockingly dub star wars not because it's awesome game changing and relatively inexpensive for how advanced it is but because it could only exist in fantasy
0: mm. This one's not as nice. 1984, Carrie Fisher and Paul Simon divorce after several years of dating, less than a year of marriage. They met while filming Star Wars and had a loving relationship plagued by their individual personal problems. They would remain friends.
2: 1985, Mark Hamill, continuing his efforts to play something different from Luke Skywalker, stars in the Broadway musical Harrigan and Hart. Uh, He's had success in uh, previous stage endeavors, including replacing Tim Curry as Mozart in the Broadway production of Amadeus. But Harrington and Hart is another story. It closes after 29 performances, the first 25 of which were previews. He and co-star Harry Groener are both nominated for Drama Desk Awards, though. I feel like Mark Hamill really hit his renaissance later in life a lot of people don't know that he voiced the joker on the batman mm-hmm. animated series and that, that that is a huge like fans love his joker so it's you know he's he he's not as failed as some people might assume he was <laughs> his joker has the most maniacal laugh mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah 1986
1: aliens is released aliens is the sequel to 1979's alien which was greenlit after Star Wars sudden success and directed by Ridley Scott, who had just started out when Star Wars motivated him to try harder. (laughs) I basically said to my producer, I don't know what I've been doing, Scott later said. This guy's making Star Wars. I'm not even in the same universe. I'm not even in the same century. Alien was directed by James Cameron, but more on him later.
0: Oh, I like this one. 1987 Space So good. Oh my gosh. So this was Mel Brooks. And obviously this movie in itself has its own following separate from Star Wars. But if you haven't seen it, it is a parody on Star Wars. And if you don't know who Mel Brooks is, please go educate yourself right now. He has some incredible movies. I know we talked about Blazing Saddles several times before, but History of the World Part One, Life Stinks, High Anxiety, Young Frankenstein. We could do a whole episode just on Mel Brooks and how much I do
2: love him. Okay, in 1988, Akira was released. It was directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. Um, Okay, so... Glad you got that one. uh, The film is many Americans' first exposure to anime, kicking off a Western passion for Eastern art form that has not subsided. Uh, Otomo was influenced by Star Wars, as can be seen by the many parallels in characters, story, and tone of Akira. 1989, the newly established National Film
1: Registry, dedicated to preserving culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant American movies, announces its first 25 choices. They include one film from the 1910s, four from the 20s, five from each the 30s and 40s, seven from the 50s, two from the 60s, and one from 1977. The Godfather was added the following year.
0: 1990, Adobe Systems released a new image editor for Macintosh called Photoshop, which soon became the industry standard. Photoshop was created by brothers Thomas and John Knoll, while Thomas was studying at the University of Michigan, and John was working at Industrial Light and Magic. But why was John working at Industrial Light and Magic? Because Star Wars had inspired him to pursue a career in visual effects. Thank I you.
2: like that one because of Photoshop.
1: Yeah. I love Photoshop. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm I'm intrigued to see how they tie this one in. Inner city drama Boys in the Hood in 1991 is released to great critical and commercial success. The work of writer-director John Singleton, who was inspired by Star Wars to become a filmmaker. I saw it again and again, he said. I started breaking down why movies were made. That's when I thought, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to be a filmmaker. 1992.
1: At the Oscars, George Lucas is the 31st recipient of the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award, given periodically to noteworthy producers. John Singleton is at the ceremony, having been nominated as a writer and director for Boys in the Hood. But whether he gets a chance to meet the filmmaker who has inspired him is unknown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 1993. Some of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park represent the first instance of digital technology being used to create detailed living creatures in a movie. The work is done by Industrial Light & Magic, the special effects company Lucas founded to help him make Star Wars. By 2017, Industrial Light & Magic had produced produced special effects for more than 300 films.
1: Fun fact, Jurassic Park was the first film I saw in theaters. I was five and my mom took me thinking it was like a land before the time.
0: Are you traumatized?
1: Uh, I was inspired. That's kind of what got me into uh, filmmaking.
0: So you'll be on this list one day for, you know, Cameron Spin was (laughs) inspired by Jurassic Park.
2: (laughs) <laughs> nobody's gonna know what this is come on guys in 1994 nerf herder a band after princess Le- named after princess leia's insult for han solo uh is formed in southern california the band would be best known for performing the buffy the vampire's theme song slayer's this theme song this is so
0: fitting that this you is, got yeah, this one true.
2: i mean uh, you know i love i love it and i know it and i'm, I'm familiar with it but I, you know
0: did you know that the band that did your favorite show's theme song was Nerf was, Herder? Which was because of Princess Leia? Yeah, because okay. of course she. Because you're a nerd, you knew that?
2: Yes, she calls Han Solo a scruffy looking Nerf Herder. And he says, hey, scruffy looking.
1: 1995, Toy Story is the first feature length computer animated film ever released and the beginning of a new era of high quality cartoons created by Pixar which began in 1979 as part of Lucasfilm's computer division before being spun off into its own company.
0: 1995? Oh, I remember when Toy Story came out. That makes me feel old now. Mm -hmm. Okay, 1996, Independence Day arrives, building on the Star Wars model for summertime mega blockbusters and adding an influential new element, wide-scale CGI destruction. Okay, so here we've got another movie. Now, that franchise didn't do as well as some of the other ones we've listed.
2: 1997, Titanic hits theaters. Okay, so special effects were done by ILM. Uh, the director was James Cameron, uh, also became a filmmaker because of Star Wars. Cameron is is, is a big deal. He, he did Aliens. He did yes, Titanic. Yes, Cameron is did, a big deal. He did Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar ultimately you know, was, was the top grossing movie for quite a while there until it got knocked off by Endgame. I think that's right. At least I hope it's right. <laughs> so, okay, listen ladies and gentlemen. Uh that's like the first 20 of a list of 40 and if we did all 40 we'd probably be staying here all day. So, um why don't you if you really enjoyed some of this information, then why don't you go on over to uh, vanityfair.com. You can check out the full article there and um educate yourself even further, I guess, because we did we did do we did do something, didn't we, Katie?
0: We have dropped a lot of knowledge on you. And I think kind of for those that may not have been huge Star Wars fans, we've peppered in a lot of other different pop culture universes that, you know, we may end up one day doing a a Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or, you know, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, whatever it may be. But for this, I want everyone to think about how you want to celebrate your Star Wars Day, whether it's organizing a watch party with friends near and far, far away. Haha, see what I did there? Make a perfect themed snack. Star Wars crafts. Read a book or a comic. Make your own Star Wars story. You know, budding film stars out there or actresses or actors. You know, make your own little story. Make your own little TikTok. Who knows? <laughs> Dress the part. Go visit Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, and Disney World or Disneyland. Um, Star Wars trivia. Or tell everybody to check out Bullcast Podcast. But um, I do want to end with a couple of fun little facts. I uh, a couple weeks ago... Went to New York for a crazy 31-hour trip and started the day at a fan exhibit that is in New York, and um, it is all comprised of fan-created costumes and figurines, and I thought it was very, very cool. I've said to the guys here, I think a real true Star Wars fan really would appreciate it so much more than I did. I got a lot out of it, but for you that are really into it all completely, you would love it. They had all these random trivias throughout it, and so here's a couple that I picked up. It took six people to work the full-size animatronic job of the hut. Lucas would give out fake scripts to some cast members to try to find the leaks, which that was back in the day, like when these were first coming out. Can you imagine now what level of security to try and keep all of this under wraps? Like, I mean, it's incredible what they had to do. The Wampa attack on Luke was all because Mark was in a terrible car accident and he had to get reconstructive surgery so they had to do this whole they had to rewrite a little bit of a story to explain why he had these scars on his face which i never knew that before and there's a scene in which luke is celebrating the destruction of the death star he's so happy to see princess leia that he actually screams carrie and that's still in the film today whoa yeah so everybody go back and listen to that and we like to think about all these people that could have been the characters. Did you know that Leia could have been Meryl Streep, Sigourney Weaver, Kim Basinger, Gina Davis, Farrah Fawcett, or Jessica Lange? Very different if it wasn't Carrie Fisher. Okay. Facts. Yep. Star Wars.
2: Go see it. <laughs> Y'all... Uh... May the fourth is coming up, so uh, make sure you uh, make sure you enjoy and appreciate uh, everything that Star Wars has to offer, and everything that Star Wars has. What's that word? Spawned. G- Spawned. Spawned, Spawned. Yeah, yes. the
1: Star Wars effect is real and it is vast. Yep. <laughs>
0: I know if you stop by Pickler Companies, um, you know, on May 4th, there'll be several of us dressed up in theme, so...
2: And a lot of times we also have the movies running on the big screen in the conference room, so, Exactly. You know. We
0: fully embrace the day.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Well... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, look, there's the closing bell. Uh, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service... Uh, our streaming service, to download the episode or have it streamed directly into your ears. We release every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Katie, Cameron, and Court, you feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. We all have bios there. You can also leave us little nuggets of information if you want to uh, just chat us up, leave a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss more about. We also have... An Instagram handle, that is at Bullcast Podcast, and a Twitter handle uh, which is also at Bullcast Podcast. And finally, we work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about where we work what we do our fantastic team and our boss david pickler please feel free to go to picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an o not an e ladies and gentlemen we have given you so much stuff to do i mean just think of all the knowledge that you now have about star wars go out and spread it for now i'm cord i'm katie i'm cam may the fourth be with you